If you try to do everything, it's like moving an inch in every direction. And at the end of the year, you are standing exactly where you started. And I love that analogy. If you try to do everything as a school, just as if you try to do everything as an individual, you are highly likely to make very little progress because you'll be going an inch in every direction and end up where you started. Welcome to the Independent School Podcast. Thinking and acting strategically is the key to both securing the future of your school and helping to build a more equal and just world. My name's Juliette Corbett. I'm a consultant, speaker and facilitator, specialising in helping independent schools. In this podcast, I translate tried and tested strategy and fundraising techniques into a language that works for schools. So if you're a senior leader in a private school, and you want your daily work to feel less exhausting and more strategic. And if you want once more to feel the joy of making the world a better place through education, then you're in the right place. Welcome, and let's get started on this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. So this is episode four in a six-part series, looking at six essential questions that you need to be able to answer in order for you to be really clear about the strategy that your school is following. And just to recap what we've spoken about before, strategy is not the end goal. Being strategic for people like me who love strategy, it feels like an end goal. In actual fact, this is all about finding ways that you can secure the future of your school, both its financial future and the positive impact it's educationally having on your pupils, at the same time as finding ways that your school can have a really positive impact on making the world a more just and equal place. And it is possible to do both. I firmly believe this. It is possible to do both, but you need to be strategic in order to achieve that. So, so far, the questions we've covered, we've talked about what's your vision and ways of identifying a unique vision for your school. We've talked about working out what's working in your favour and what's holding you back. So this time we're going to be looking at strategic question number four. What are your strategic options? Really quickly, before we dive into the detail, I want to make sure that you make the most of the time you invest listening to this podcast. And the best way to do that is to make sure you grab a copy of my free ebook, The Strategic Independent School Leader. It outlines how to answer the six essential questions that will clarify your school strategy and secure its future. In the world of business, strategy can be full of jargon, but it doesn't have to be that way. This is a jargon-free tool tailor-made to help private school leaders think and act more strategically. Download your free copy today at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash ebook. So how are you going to answer this question? What are your strategic options? First of all, let's have a think about what I mean by strategic options. I am talking about the choices that you can make as a school leadership team, as school governors, the strategic level choices that you can make, which will shape the future of your school. 
These are either reconfirming the things you're already doing. There's nothing wrong with continuing with the status quo if it's working and it's still relevant in your kind of analysis of where your school sits currently in terms of the local and national and international environment you're operating in. But more often than not, when we do these strategy review processes, perhaps every five years, we do find that there are new strategic options that need to be considered. So strategic options, it's all about choosing a small number of coherent directions that you're going to take. And that's really critical to strategy. I've heard this phrase, if you try to do everything, it's like moving an inch in every direction and at the end of the year, you are standing exactly where you started. And I love that analogy. If you try to do everything as a school, just as if you try to do everything as an individual, you are highly likely to make very little progress because you will be going an inch in every direction and end up where you started. Or potentially, even worse, you will have so many distractions because you are trying to do everything that you won't have the focus that you need to overcome the key challenges or sticking points that you face. So in actual fact, you may not be left where you're standing at the beginning of the year. You could actually have moved backwards in terms of being in a less strong position than you started in. So the key thing here is that you need to pick either one or a small number of strategic choices that you are going to take as a school and they must have coherence. Now, clearly, if you only have one strategic choice you're making, then there is automatic coherence. Most of the time when I work with schools, there is a small number of strategic choices that they are going to focus on over the next three to five years. So coherence becomes really important. Now, if you've heard of me speak before, you'll know that I am not a fan of strategy jargon. Generally speaking, I try to remove this jargon wherever possible, but there is one kind of jargon-like phrase I have heard, which I think is really relevant here, and that's strategy stacking. You may have heard of things like habit stacking, so the idea that you stack one habit on another to make it more likely to stick as a new habit that you're forming. It's the same idea for strategy. So strategy stacking is when you make strategic choices which are coherent so that each strategy you have reinforces and supports all of your other strategic choices that you're making. And that's the coherence that you're looking for. So I want to give some examples because this can sometimes be a little bit abstract without the examples. So some of the biggest strategic decisions that, that independent schools make return to some of those things we talked about in your identifying your school's vision. So these big picture strategic choices over whether you are co-educational, educating both girls and boys, or whether you're single sex, the balance between whether you're a day school or a boarding school and to what extent you are mixing the two and how that plays out in terms of flexi-boarding, full-boarding, etc. Strategic choices over the age range of the children that you're educating. So are you going to do from nursery through prep education, primary education, all the way up to age 18? Or are you going to specialise in certain sections within that? These are the sorts of really top level strategic choices that schools can make. And sometimes the status quo that you're sitting in, the current situation with your school, no longer is doing you, it's no longer driving you forwards, it's no longer serving you positively. So if you're looking to change any of those 
strategic choices those are some of the biggest things that you can change as an independent school so those are clearly strategic level choices that you can make the obvious way to say that these are not coherent would be if you would try to do everything at once if you try to change to be co-educational and start a boarding school you know boarding house element of what you're doing and simultaneously become move from being a prep school to teaching children all the way up to age 18 Clearly not many independent schools would recognise it as a good idea to change all of those things at once. And that's because your instincts are correctly telling you that you would not have a coherent stack of strategies to try and do all of those things simultaneously. It would pull you in too many different directions at once to make simultaneous changes in all of those different areas. A lot of schools, though, are not making changes at that really high level in terms of their strategic choices that they're making. A lot of schools are making choices which are slightly more nuanced and granular. So for example, if one of the main sticking points that's holding you back is a very strong state school sixth form just down the road from you, then you might make a strategic choice that you are going to really focus your efforts on your sixth form offering due to that intense local state and therefore free competition on your doorstep. Making that strategic choice then plays out in various ways because you would want to look at your buildings and facilities for sixth form. You would want to look at the structure of the school day and the extracurricular activities you're providing, the university support, the type of qualifications that you're teaching at sixth form, as well as obviously your marketing and the way that you're selling your sixth form to local families. But that single strategic choice that you are going to focus on your sixth form due to intense local competition, that would be a coherent choice that would then offer a whole variety of different ways in which you could strengthen that sixth form offering. Alternative examples might be a school where your single biggest sticking point is perhaps an over-reliance on fee income. And so you've identified the fact that you want to diversify your income streams so that you have choices. You can choose not to put fees up year after year in order to support the increasing costs of education because you have diversified income streams coming in. So if that's the biggest challenge that you're facing, a coherent strategic choice would be that you're going to focus on diversifying your income streams. And what then flows from that is a host of additional questions and strategic choices regarding your international school portfolio. Do you want to start opening or open more international schools? What forms of capital development might be open to you, which would produce ways in which you could generate income from commercial lettings? What sorts of fundraising strategies do you have open to you in terms of enhancing your fundraising income coming into the school? So your single strategic choice is that you are going to focus on diversifying your income streams and then the more tactical elements of, okay, how are you going to do that, then brings you on to strategies for each of those income streams and you can see that there would be a natural coherence in that strategy because all of it is based around the idea that you are diversifying your income streams. And there are a whole host of different examples. I mean, I've worked with schools where they've been focusing on improving strategic thinking and innovation skills within their staff um, body and kind of enhancing that openness to change, which again is a, creates a coherent strategy. 
I've worked with organisations where the voice of the young people is being put much more centre stage. And so the positions of leadership which are open to those young people are enhanced. And again, that produces a really coherent set of strategic options. So the key is that you are brainstorming lots and lots of strategic options. I mean, just go crazy, just blue sky thinking, what are all of the different options that you have open to you to address your key strategic challenges that you're facing? You need to do a really robust process of comparing, contrasting each of those options in an evidence-based way. So collecting and analysing data is a key part of this process. And then picking a small number of coherent strategic options that are going to take you forward, move you forward. And the way that I do this with the schools that I work with is building on the previous questions that we've been addressing in this series. So if you've identified those three key sticking points that are holding you back, as we talked about in the last episode in this series, then what we're talking about here is working out for your strategic choices, what is the general way that you're going to overcome those three top sticking points in order to help you achieve that vision that you've identified. And ideally, where possible, you're using your accelerators, so those things that are driving you forwards and working in your favour, you're using those things to continually reinforce this general way that you're going to overcome your sticking points. And this is all about, again, tough choices. Strategy is about making choices. It's about deciding what not to do, as well as deciding what to do. And so making tough choices means working out what are the small number of coherent strategic choices you can take to move your school forwards over the next three to five years and overcome those sticking points that are holding you back. And I do find when I'm working with schools in strategy development processes that it's making those tough choices that's the hard bit. So as I mentioned before, there's more on this in the ebook. So you can go to download that at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash ebook. But that's it for this week. Have a strategic week ahead of you and I look forward to talking to you again next week. Bye for now then. Thanks for listening to the Independent School Podcast, the podcast that helps senior leaders in private schools to think and act more strategically, both because they want to secure the future of their school and because they want to help build a more equal and just world. You can listen in everywhere that podcasts are available. And if you want to catch up on previous episodes or follow any of the links that I've mentioned today, just head over to www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash podcast.